Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Welcome back to Notes from the North, your go-to Minnesota Vikings podcast. Before we get started, we want to offer thanks to purpleptsd.com and Vikings Territory for giving us a chance to post our podcast there as well. Be sure to check out the great Vikings coverage at purpleptsd.com and Vikings Territory. And Kyle, we're back with a win against the Chicago Bears. This team is 4-1, and 3-0 mm-hmm. uh, against uh, the division. Yep. And for that, there's a lot of good things. Um, also, I think maybe you come away from yesterday's game feeling like there's some really good stretches. And then also uh, the game was maybe closer than it had to be. Uh, is that is that fair from your perspective? Certainly should should have been uh, should have been much more decisive of a victory. So there's different reasons this happens. I know some you got game effects that happen for different things. You got uh, yeah, just plays that work one way or another. Um, yesterday felt like a weird game, um, mm-hmm. and thankfully the Vikings were able to pull out with a win. We've talked about this win the games that are feel like sometimes these 50-50 games or these games that could go either way. Uh, and this team situationally has stepped up uh, this season, which has been important. Um, we're going to start maybe with special teams. And definitely, I think special teams felt like they were the strength of this team early. And I know even when the preseason, we were like, well, at least the special teams seem to be doing okay. Um mm-hmm. They seem like a strength. And then you get a game like yesterday and we've got now Greg Joseph missing field goals, albeit from 50 plus yards. Um, Level of concern for you about special teams right now, maybe whether it's Joseph or I know Wright had that uh, botched punt. Um, what, What would you like to say about this Viking special teams unit as a whole? So, yeah, so I, this isn't meant to be like I'm not looking at Matt Daniels, the coordinator, and saying he's solely responsible, nor am I looking at just one individual player, Joseph Wright, whoever it happens to be. Um, collectively, I thought the special teams were really, really poor. Um, just from the simple fact of, you know, our kickoff return has not really been good. And, and really coming into the year, we thought that Longley was going to be a significant weapon in the kickoff return and, and to the point where a lot of teams would be unwilling to kick to him because he had those two long returns, those two touchdowns last year as a rookie. Uh, and now, if I'm not mistaken, he's not even averaging 25 yards per return, which is an issue because if, if, if you just take a knee in the end zone, you start with a 25. And so if every time you return the ball, you're finishing at the 18, the 23, 21, well, you've just given up yards. Like, I mean, if you're going to take the ball out, you need to average more than 25 yards. Otherwise, why would you bother? Um, you know, you kind of see that 25-yard line is like the Mendoza line in, um, you know, for baseball hitting, you know, that 200 average. You know, 25 yards, is, that's kind of like your bare minimum. Um, so the kickoff return, I thought um, – continue to be a little bit discouraging you know coming out of the half the kickoff allowed the bears i believe to get i think they got to the 33 in the end so they had pretty good field position and uh and of course they scored that touchdown uh scored the touchdown to begin and so now the game is all of a sudden very very close you had a 15 yard punt from ryan wright 
and then you had a penalty, which, you know, penalties happen. I'm, I'm not trying to rag on DJ Wanham or anything like that, but your punts netted you five yards, right? That, that is a, like a major, major issue. Uh, your field goals, you're 0 for 2, one of which was blocked, one of which just missed, but there's negative six points, right? Or, or you know, you had potential for six points, and, and that didn't materialize. And so I just saw kind of across the board, the special teams really, really, really struggled. Um, credit to Caleb Evans. There was that uh, onside kick, pretty unexpected. Credit to Caleb Evans for getting on the football. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Sam, I'll have to double check. I think he is in concussion protocol. I'm not sure if it was that play or a different play. So certainly we're hoping that he's okay and, and he makes a quick recovery here soon. Um, that particular play, I, I don't know if if anything happened there. I, I just know that it was a uh, a great play to secure the football. I think at a time when I was surprised, there was the onside kick. And I was thinking, Frig, the Bears just went for it. Okay, like tip of the cap to them for being aggressive. Because um, I think in reality, they're just not as good of a team as the Vikings. So they got to, you know, make up some of that ground somehow. And sometimes that's by making bold decisions. Uh, so there were a couple moments where I thought special teams did all right, but overall, I think it was a really, really poor effort, and it kind of undermines some of that really strong start from the offense, which was pretty disappointing, right? Because you're really hoping for an easy win against Chicago, I think. That, that, that was the hope, to kind of solidify yourselves, not just to get to 4-1, but to get to 4-1, you know, with an exclamation point, with a certain degree of swagger and confidence, and we just... You know, we won 34-13, and it was, a, it was an easy game. Like, that, that was there for the take. You know, they, they could have had that. Um, but there are a number of reasons why that didn't occur, and I thought the special teams really struggled. Yeah, I, I think that's maybe fair. And I don't – I guess this is the thing about when you factor in level of concern. Like, this is one bad game, and there has been some things even early on in the season maybe that you were like, okay, well, like, maybe this will improve. But I guess I'm I'm kind of interested from your perspective, like how concerned are you then if you were to kind of grade on a scale of one to ten, how concerned? I and I guess this is yeah. interesting because you factor in different things. You got Wangwu, you've got Wright, you've got yeah. Joseph. Um Joseph feels to me like that's the most important part of the special teams is your your kicker. At least I would yeah. that's that's yeah. that's kind of what I would say. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Most Vikings fans would agree. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, you've got they're they're the ones that put points on the board. Yeah. And and have to go out there and it's like a closer in baseball coming out of the bullpen. You come out in these clutch situations, right? Moments when you have to be, you just gotta have ice water base, you know? Yeah. So so I guess yeah. on that note, uh, what would you say your level of concern is for for the special teams? uh what understand the extra emphasis maybe on on yeah. joseph being the kicker my my level of concern now if it's like a scale of 10 or 1 to 10 10 being the highest level of concern i'm like six or seven probably because yeah. because the kickoff return has been off punt return has been a little better but it hasn't been good like it hasn't been dynamic by any means um ryan wright overall has had a i think a really good year I'm kind of giving them the free pass because you know players sometimes just make bad plays, and and that's true of a punter as it is for a linebacker or a quarterback or anyone. So I'm not going to be. I think the punt team 
overall has been very impressive. The tackling has been impressive. The punting itself has been impressive. That I think has been the best unit so far is the actual punt team, uh, both for the tackling and the quality of the punts themselves. So with Ryan Wright, I'm giving free pass. Humans make mistakes. Players make bad plays. That's just how it goes sometimes. And so not a ton of concern there, but with field goals, with kickoff uh, return, um, punt return, I'm a little concerned, right? Kickoff seems to me, um, you know, I thought they were a little sloppy yesterday. But at the end of the day, like, Greg Joseph has a leg on him. And if you really just want to keep it simple, he can just drill into the end zone, I think, pretty much every time. Last year, he got a, a touchback, I think, just under 81% of the time. So more, more than, you know, four-fifths. It's pretty good. And then that comes with a lot of certainty insofar as the other team's going to go 75 yards, right? Um, so there's something to be said for that. So I, I think there are some solutions, some simple solutions to some of these issues. Just like with kickoff return, you could look to take a touchback uh, more often than you're doing currently. But the hope was that you had a weapon there who could give you, you know, that advantageous field position rather than um, needing to claw back from, you know, the 19-yard line or 23-yard. And I'm, I don't mean to sound trivial, but if it happens consistently, then then maybe you have a bit of an issue, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I like. I'm, I'm not at the same level of concern uh, as you. I also um, have had less of the experience. I guess what I'm kind of curious about is how much of the past history with the Vikings is factoring into the concern right now, uh, and how much of it is is genuine. And I, I I'm not yeah. saying I, I think you're yeah. a pretty level-headed person, um, but I, I, that's certainly true for field goals. Yeah, that's certainly oh, you're like, oh, no, we all get this, this heart sink when we're like, here we go again. Right. Like, I, th- I think a lot of us experience that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I again, I the special teams thing feels to me like it's something that they could show up next week and everything's humming and hawing and or like just, yeah. And and like or not humming and hawing, but but humming and yeah. you're yeah. just everything's fine and you're good to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's it's it feels like in some ways the easiest thing to fix. Um, right and it's you know again like you say the same thing of like all oh, the offense was off in week two right you know like there are there are games where just a unit is not playing well yeah. right and 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 there are a variety of factors that can go into that so but i i think that you know joseph has missed some kicks the kickoff returns have been underwhelming um i think the trends we saw yesterday were like the i think it was the worst game of the year for the special teams but the trends often weren't completely new. Um, that's why I like where I'm not concerned with Ryan Wright, because the first four weeks suggest that he's excellent. And the first four weeks suggest that the tackling is excellent. So I'm not as concerned there, but I think we are starting to see a few trends that maybe give us some reason to pause. Um, so anyhow, that, there's, there's my negative assessment here, even though we're four and one, which I think if you went to basically any Vikings fan before the year, said that for five weeks, you're four and one, do you just want to, lock that in, make it a reality. And I think almost everyone would say, oh yeah, 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 let's, let's, let's do that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's where, again, at the end of the day, whether they blew at the bears or they snuck by them, um, yeah. all counts for the same. So let, let's transition and talk just for a couple minutes about the offense and the defense. Now, I know we haven't really talked about the special teams at all this year. Mm-hmm. So, and especially after yesterday, it made sense to focus on them. Um, offensively. Uh, yeah. 
I guess I'm kind of curious how, how you felt. I, it felt like outside of the interception, best game of Kirk Cousins uh, season so far. Certainly, yeah. Even though I thought he was, you know, B plus. You know, I don't think it was. Um, I think if we were being greedy, we would have, uh, or we would maybe say it would have been nice if they pushed the ball down the field a little more, right? There were a lot of passes, a lot of completions, a lot of great plays, uh, but there weren't many. Not that not that you're ever going to have a game where you have like 10, 15, 20 of these things, but like it would have been nice to see more 30, 40, 50 yard plays, or at least a few sprinkled in, rather. Maybe a, f- a few of those plays, perhaps. Um, a little more explosive. And there is still the sense that, so Jefferson was sensational, right? Of course he was sensational to the point where he even completed 20, I say he completed a 23 yard pass, but you know, he threw the ball across the formation and ended up going for 23 yards. Um, so Jefferson was getting it done both as a receiver and uh, as a, a pinch hit quarterback in a sense. So he was excellent, but I would just, I just get the sense that like there's that next step where when Jefferson is so good, you know, can that get Osborne you know, streaking down the field wide open? And we've seen that a couple of moments where, where Jefferson has drawn the attention of two, three players and um, you know, Osborne's been able to beat his man or feel in or whatever the case may be. We're just that, like that next step where they had such success integrating Jefferson early that, you know, that intermediate crossing out the feel in, and then the yards at the catch, you know, or something along those lines where it just made the offense, whereas they were really efficient yesterday, they didn't seem particularly explosive. And if you could marry efficiency or rather use efficiency to open up explosive, well, now, now you've got something. Now you're really, really in a good spot, right? Right. Yeah, I think we, you, we've been talking about just what's the next level for this team and can they get there? Precisely, yeah. And, and it yeah. felt like there was... Like it still felt like there's movement yesterday, like better than it has been, but also knowing that there's still more. And I think that's there's another yeah. gear there. And and I, yeah. one of the encouraging things I was just even looking at the number of plays per drive, uh, twelve plays, eleven plays, nine plays to start off the game. Huge. And then you got you got the five plays with the the punt that was a poor drive. But then uh, like mm-hmm. no no three notes yesterday. Uh, they got mm-hmm. at least a first down on every single. Um, Every single play, they the, wow, the yeah. shortest shortest drive that they had, um, or in terms of number of first downs, was uh, the kickoff where they had the the uh, tried the onside kick, uh, yeah. and that resulted in the missed field goal. Um, right. But overall, again, certainly room for improvement, uh, but lots of good things. I know you said Jefferson hit the throw. Uh, that was that yeah. was a fun play. I know you yeah. said you took away like. Not that he threw it 23 yards down the field, but that's a decent throw to throw it across the width of the field. Uh, oh, yeah. Had, like, it's it's not a, like, I don't know what the yardage would have been, but, like, it was a significant throw, despite it technically seeming like it was just, like, um, like it was almost a sideline-to-sideline throw. Yeah, no, precisely, right? Like, and it's, um, and uh, going the full width of the field is no cheapy. Right. And, and obviously it's different to, um, you know, you take that same distance and, 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 and do it vertically rather than horizontally. It's obviously harder because you have coverage vertically, you have players down the field, you know, so here, you know, you, you can kind of, you know, throw it across and, and kind of have quite a lot of room for Davenport to make the catch, but 
the ball was on the money. It yeah. wasn't inaccurate. He didn't short arm it or anything like that. Like it was, it was a really good play. And when you see kind of that, that angle over top, you just see the flow of the bears defense all kind of converging on Jefferson's side. Cause they're thinking this is bubble screen to your star receiver. <laughs> he throws it back and cook's got all those blockers in front of him. It's one of those ones where if it had failed, I, I, maybe I would have like groaned and think like, okay, come on guys, let's not get too fancy here, but it worked. And you're thinking, okay, well done. Well yeah. done. That, that was, and, and credit to Jefferson, credit to Cook. Cause you know, the whole, like Kevin O'Connell, the, the whole operation, impressive play, really impressive. Play. Yeah. But we also saw the flea flicker attempt, which, um, went poorly. My, sorry, that went poorly. That went a little, not as, not as great, but I like bring it on. I, you know what? I say half a dozen of those plays every game. Uh, but, but, and I, I say that jokingly, but also yeah. it, it like you look at a team and I'm not saying that this team's going to be able to be the Kansas city chiefs uh, in mm-hmm. any way, but, but when you watch an explosive offense and you're able to do these big things and you got a, a weapon like yeah. Jefferson, and then you got the opportunity, like you said, to hit an Osborne down the field, like the, the, the weapons are there and the potentials there. I'm not saying it's it, that they can reach the level that, that we've seen from the Kansas city chiefs, but, but to have an offense that feels like, you know, they're dangerous and you don't know what they're going to do. And, and you've exactly. got the, like, exactly. it just, it feels like that's there uh, and the potential is there. And um, I know before quickly we, sh- we shift to the defense here, um, just on another positive note, I feel like Dalvin cook had a, had a very good game yesterday looked really good at and, times he was patient at times he was decisive and explosive and powerful very good game for double like i think he has been uh the, at the start of the season not not that he's played poorly but just hasn't seemed to have the same opportunities and and just the mm-hmm. breakthroughs but yesterday was like okay this is like this is why dalvin cook is considered one of the best running backs in the game um, yep. so yeah again we want to focus on the positives there certainly is some there, there is definitely levels of concern for uh, for what's happening, but let's flip over to the defense again uh, or, and flip over quickly. And I think, again, mm-hmm. good, not great, but situationally yeah. stepped up. I, I felt like at the start, I was like, okay, here they go. Like you got uh, Hunter with a, with a sack. I know we, yeah. we had, we had 1.5 sacks to your prediction, um, yeah. which is still sputtering. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that's right. uh, that's right. it remains alive uh mm-hmm. and so it, it felt like they were coming offline and it was like well this is going to be it's gonna be a dominant game and and then it just kind of got a little soft uh yeah later in the game and i i think maybe from my perspective i don't know where you're at the run defense needs to be better i don't know what i'm talking about and i'm sure that if you know ed donatel was here and Sam and I advanced their theories. He would show all kinds of errors. But um, at times, it feels to me like they're trying to have everything. And as a result of having everything, struggle to uh, contain different things. So, like, you know, you're in your, your nickel so often, and you have such a light box, and you hope to be able to slow down the run, six men in the box or something like that, and then also be really hard to throw on. but you know, Justin Fields actually had a pretty good game yesterday, right? Like, I actually thought he was really impressive from the way that he kind of moved and how elusive he was to push the ball down the fields. 
I thought it was a gussy performance. I thought Fields looked really good. Um, and overall, he hasn't looked great this season, right? And and he looked good against this defense yesterday. And so, to me, that's a little discouraging. You know, they had allowed 11 sacks across week three and week four, and then only two yesterday. And uh, they generated some explosive plays. Fields was really efficient, both running the ball and passing the ball. It was discouraging to me, like Sam is saying, you know, just completely eliminate the run, perhaps, or uh, completely take away something, right? But, you know, at the start, it looked like the defense was doing better, but so much of that was the offense just putting together these huge long drives. You're saying all these plays, and yeah, that results in six and a half minutes, and then this one was six minutes, and then this one was seven minutes. And so it's very easy to play defense. Um, I should have to go on the field, right? But then once once the Bears kind of got their opportunity, you had that horrible punt, they had good field position, which is obviously not ideal, but you know, the defense is going to play, and they allowed a touchdown. And, and then, you know, and then right into the, the second half, and again, you allowed a touchdown, and they allowed to move the ball. And so I really don't think it was a good day for the defense. Um, and I don't know if we can really say the defense has had a good day, frankly. I know in week one, they only allowed seven points. Um, but boys, it might have been different. Christian Watson didn't drop that pass. And perhaps it would have been different if the Packers, you know, gave gave Rodgers a good wide receiver or, or, or one or two good wide receivers. So I, I don't know if that performance was more so just about catching the Packers at the exact right time. I, the defense needs to improve in a hurry, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and yeah, the Packers did everything they can to make that Vikings defense look good week one. Like they were, yeah, they were, they were very, very poor, very, very off. Yeah. Um, but they lost yesterday to the Giants. So we're thrilled about that. That is great. Great news. What a yeah. way to start off the Sunday. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> the, and I, I said good, not great. I guess what I'm saying is like they are, they are able to, like the team is four and one. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Outside of like week two against the Eagles was really bad. And then it just feels like they've been mediocre, maybe is, is the, the way to to look yeah. at it and you know the potential's there and they're figuring out but regardless they are winning um but i think you said fields yesterday had a good day and and a scrambling quarterback that is uh quick can be a difficult thing for a defense to account yeah. for and montgomery was uh was a weapon yesterday and mm-hmm. it it uh yeah, again, room for improvement and maybe more room for improvement than than we're talking about with the offense uh, for this defense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would uh, I would certainly welcome uh, a more aggressive, super competitive, tough to run on defense. I'd be thrilled to see that. Yeah. 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 Well, looking ahead now, we'll let's let's we'll wrap up yesterday's game. We've got uh, sure. Miami next week. Miami's in an interesting spot. If you mm-hmm. played them in the first couple of weeks, they they just looked absolutely dynamic. Yeah. Um, the you got the Tua injury, then Teddy Bridgewater uh, is knocked out of yesterday's game. Mm-hmm. Who knows what the status of either of those guys is going to be like next week? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the chance that this Vikings team is playing a beat up Dolphins team, I think that we had said uh, even when we were guessing games even coming into this week that four and two would be a good spot. Five and one would be ideal. 
uh, oh yeah oh, going yeah. into this bye week um so if if perhaps both bridgewater and uh two are, are both unable to play and again it's still very early in the week and and not sure uh what that will all look like sunday turns into a should win game it feels like anytime you face a team's qb3 and you've got essentially your full i know you've lewis seen is out and and different players are out but you've pretty much a healthy roster right pretty much this should be a win especially if you're a team who says that they have super bowl aspirations and uh your first in your division right now you're positioning yourself i mean who knows how the rest of the season will go but right now you're trying to position yourself for a run at that number one overall seed in your conference and, and maybe get that by you know what i mean like they're i think they're second overall right now so um as of five weeks into the season uh they're at least in that conversation uh things can change but that's where it is right now so with all those factors and you're play and you're facing a team's qb3 potentially you ha- like you just have to win it you have to win, even if it's on the road, even if you're worried about the speed of their receivers. Um, it's got to be a victory. It just, just no two ways about it, right? Like it's, it's an opportunity and you got to seize it because wins, as we've seen, we've had three straight wins, three straight game winning drives from Cousins in games that you could argue shouldn't have been so close. But in any case, um, it's hard to win. It really is. It really is hard to win. And uh, this is an opportunity perhaps uh, to face maybe not a strong competition. Obviously, we don't love the circumstances. We don't we don't want players to be hurt. Um, the reality is that they are. It's unfortunate. And so it's potentially a QB3. And so the Vikings just have to win. It's, it's, it's essentially where it's at. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and like you said, absolutely do not hope for, for anything. And no. especially with these concussions and the way that no. things have been handled, it's just, it has been awful. And, and so... Um, it's this, yeah. I think we're what we're saying is that certainly don't know if they're up, but if if it is Skylar Thompson on Sunday, uh, as and who is their quarterback three, who um, I have not heard of before. Me neither. And, and I know, Me neither. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, this it, it kind of goes back almost to the Dallas game last year about like when you're facing a team that is not doesn't have their their top guy uh, when you're facing, I know Cooper Rush has actually had a good, good year this year. Um, That's right. But uh, does feel like it would be a game that uh, the Vikings should win. So hopefully Mm -hmm. they can go into the bye with that. uh, Hopefully avoid any more injuries uh, and, and then be able to kick off the, the back part of the season uh, going to the bye. So we'll, we'll be back to talk about, uh, Dolphins game, and then we'll, I guess, have some a chance to look at uh, what has happened so far during that bye week, um, and do that. So we can wrap up there. I know just quickly. Sometimes we do a little bit of a Minnesota Wild segment. Uh, you had actually asked me, Kyle, but when the season starts, and I had kind of given you a back and forth answer because I couldn't really figure it out. Yeah. And it turns out there's a reason for that, and that the season has actually already started. Um, with two games that they played uh, over in Europe. Um, and so the actual season kickoff technically was Friday the 7th, which I think was my first answer. And then I was like, well, I don't think they actually start then. 
because uh, I thought that the games that were on the 11th were actually the games that uh, season started. Anyways, turns out a lot of people uh, weren't clear on the fact that that was when the season started. So season has already started on the 7th. Actual games this is news to me. I had no idea. Yeah. But uh, the Minnesota Wild this week will be playing regular season games. Uh, biggest news right now is that Marco Rossi and Kalen Addison have made the Wild's opening night. Oh, excellent. That's exciting. So, uh, again, we'll, we'll see what happens there, how long that happens, how long that works. Uh, but great news for them. And, and so the Minnesota Wild will kick off the season this Thursday mm-hmm. against the Rangers. It's exciting. That's, that's, a, that's a good opponent, too. So that'd be a fun game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, be sure to check by next week uh, as we break down the game against the Dolphins. Take care, everyone. Have a good week, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>